American history isn't a single linear story. There are periodic changes to the political order, where political parties and affiliations often change. According to political scientists, there have been six different political eras in American history. Each era was a reflection of the issues that confronted the country at the time. Learn more about America's six political eras and what caused them on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by the Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing brews delicious craft beers that just happen to be non-alcoholic. Athletic Brewing founders Bill and John are craft beer lovers who wanted to cut back on alcohol without compromising on flavor. But the interesting flavors that they loved in other craft beers just weren't available in non-alcoholic beer. So, they brewed the beer that they wanted to drink. It turns out there are a lot of others looking to moderate or abstain, but are still thirsty for great beer. Order their amazing beers at athleticbrewing.com. You can get free shipping on every order of two six-packs or more, and you can save 15% by using the code EVERYTHING15 at checkout. Once again, that's athleticbrewing.com, coupon code EVERYTHING15. The thing about American political parties is that they weren't even supposed to exist. The Founding Fathers hated political parties, and what they called factionalism. It was the subject of Federalist Paper No. 10, written by James Madison, and it was titled, The Utility of the Union as a Safeguard Against Domestic Faction and Insurrection. Of course, as soon as the government was established, factions began forming immediately. The ironic thing was that the authors of the Federalist Papers, Alexander Hamilton and James Madison, were largely responsible for the factions that developed. The first political party in the United States was the Federalist Party. This was a group led by Alexander Hamilton and many people in the Washington administration, including Vice President John Adams, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court John Jay, and future Chief Justice John Marshall. Technically speaking, George Washington wasn't a part of the Federalists. 
While he is often associated with the Federalists, and his inclinations probably did lie in that direction, he never formally associated himself with any party. The other party at the time were the Anti-Federalists, which were led by Thomas Jefferson. They eventually changed their name to the Democratic-Republican Party. This alignment of the Federalists and the Democratic-Republicans is known as the First Party System. This system is considered to have lasted until 1824. If you remember my previous episode on the presidential election of 1824, by this time the Federalist Party had completely disintegrated. In 1820, James Monroe ran for re-election as president, completely unopposed because the Federalists weren't organized enough to have a candidate. In 1824, there were four candidates, all from the Democratic-Republican Party, which received electoral votes. John Quincy Adams won the election, even though Andrew Jackson had more popular votes. The election of Adams caused a reshuffling of the political deck in America, and it ushered in the second-party system. It's usually marked as starting in 1824 with the election of Adams, or in 1828 with the election of Andrew Jackson. The Democratic-Republican Party dissolved because of the infighting, and new political parties were created in its wake. Andrew Jackson's faction created the Democratic Party, which is the same continuous party that exists by the same name today. It is, in fact, the oldest continually existing political party in the world. The other major political party which developed was the Whig Party. The name actually began as a joke, taking the name of the British Party of the same name. The big issues at this time were the Bank of the United States, Jacksonian populism, national expansion, and the Mexican-American War. Other than Jackson himself, every president during this period only served a single term or less. Most of them are some of the most forgettable presidents in U.S. history. The system eventually fell apart due to the issue of slavery. The Whig Party disagreements on slavery resulted in the creation of the abolitionist Republican Party in the North and a host of smaller third parties in the South. The third party system is considered to have started in either 1854 or 1856. One of the big issues that caused the reshuffling was the Kansas-Nebraska Act. This system was the first which was dominated by the two political parties we have today, the Republicans and the Democrats. Here I should note that when you look historically at political parties in the United States, you shouldn't put too much stock in what the parties are like today. In most countries, and in the United States prior to this point, when there is a political realignment, one or more parties just disappear and new parties take their place. In the United States, the same parties have existed, but they often just adopt new positions and change over time. Moreover, the issues have changed so much that our contemporary notions of right and left don't necessarily even make any sense in a historical context. So, with that being said, the third party system lasted until 1896. This period was dominated by the Republican Party at the federal level. The biggest issues during this period were, of course, the Civil War and Reconstruction, as well as the deep divide between North and South, the westward expansion of the country, and an enormous increase in the population and economy of the country. The period was also known economically as the Gilded Age. The United States became the largest economy in the world during this period in 1890. The third party system lasted 50 years, which was the longest of any of the political eras until the Sixth. The third-party system eventually fell apart due to the excesses of the Gilded Age and the Panic of 1893, a largely forgotten event that will be the subject of a future episode. The 1896 election of William McKinley ushered in the fourth-party system. This was known as the Progressive Era. 
The big issues were breaking up monopolies, a surge in immigration to the United States, increased U.S. involvement in world affairs, women's suffrage, and prohibition. As with the third-party system, the fourth-party system was dominated by the Republicans at the national level, save for the presidency of Woodrow Wilson. This era, too, saw an enormous expansion in the economy and population of the country. It also saw the United States get involved in its first foreign wars with World War I and the Spanish-American War. The thing which derailed the fourth-party system was the Great Depression. The fifth-party system began with the election of 1932 and the election of Franklin Roosevelt. Just as the Democrats were blamed for the Panic of 1893, so too were the Republicans blamed for the Great Depression and the stock market crash. The subsequent political realignment led to the domination during the fifth-party system of the Democrats. In particular, it was dominated by Roosevelt, who was elected president a record four times. In addition to the Depression, this period is known for the U.S. involvement in the Second World War, after an extended period of isolation, and the rise of the United States as a global superpower. Just as Wilson was the only Democrat during the fourth-party system, Eisenhower was the only Republican during the fifth-party system. There's a bit of debate over the end of the fifth-party system and the creation of the sixth-party system. The date when the transition happened is usually given as 1968, but sometimes 1964. There was a huge cultural transformation in the 1960s, which caused a realignment of political parties. The South had been solidly democratic ever since the end of the Civil War. The election of Richard Nixon and his Southern strategy changed the traditional political alignments. In addition to the change in the South, many solid Republican areas in the North also started voting Democrat. Some also considered the 1964 election, with the Republican nomination of Barry Goldwater to be the beginning of the Sixth Party system, and others consider it changing as late as 1980 with the election of Ronald Reagan. Still others put the start of the Sixth Party system in 1992, with the Republicans taking control of the House of Representatives after almost half a century of Democratic control. One of the reasons why there's so much debate as to when the Sixth Party system started is simply that we're so close to it. As most of you have lived through either all or most of this period, I probably don't need to remind you of the events of the last 50 years. The Sixth Party system has been the longest in the history of the United States so far. However, there are some political scientists that suggest that we have entered the Seventh Party system with the election of 2016. There might be a political realignment underway, but it's really hard to tell when these things are happening and you are in the middle of it. These are things that are usually noted only in hindsight. Several decades from now, once the dust settles, we'll have a better idea of just how big and permanent any realignment might have been. The division of U.S. history into these political eras certainly is a crude tool, and there can be plenty of quibbling about where the divisions for some of these eras lie, or if they even exist. Nonetheless, I think it's a rather useful tool for understanding U.S. history, and something I'll be referring to in future episodes. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please donate over at Patreon.com. There is content only available to supporters, merchandise, and even opportunities for a show producer credit. If you know someone you think would enjoy the show, please share it with them. Also remember, if you leave a five-star review, I'll read your review on the show.